Welcome to the second episode of Mass Lives Eye on Fox Pro podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Mason. Football is back. Where else would you rather be? We've got a big episode ahead. We've got a uh, fellow beat writer, Mark Daniels, in to break down everything Patriots Eagles. We'll take a deep dive into storylines to watch. The return of Tom Brady. We'll share our favorite Tom Brady stories, though. Be warned, Mark's stories are much better than mine because he covered him for years and I covered him for two months. But hey, we both got stories to tell. Before we get into the pod today, I've got a couple exciting promo codes for you. At Caesars, with promo code MASSGET, M-A-S-S-G-E-T, if you bet $50, you will get $250 in bonus bets. One bet at Caesars that I like a lot right now is San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl at plus 900. If you read our Mass Live prediction column, you know that they're my Super Bowl winner, and I like those odds. We also have another promo code at BetMGM. That's promo code MassLive, M-A-S-S-L-I-V-E, for a deposit match up to $1,000. Pretty good value right there. A bet that I like right now at BetMGM is the Vikings minus 5.5 as home favorites against the Buccaneers. You got 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins on tap. I think they're going to light it up. I think they're win by. I think they're going to win by more than five and a half. So use those promo codes, and let's get to the podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Ion Foxborough Podcast. I'm Chris Mason here with Mark Daniels, and we're going to dive into the Patriots and Eagles game this weekend. How are you feeling, Mark? Home opener. Oh, you know it's finally here. It's it's like, you know, they say it's almost back to school and training camp starts for us, but it's it's not really true. You know, training camp is just really like the intro. It's like what what do they what do you call it when you go to college but you haven't really started yet? A little orientation. It's it's like orientation. And now week one, Tom Brady, the Eagles. Let's let's go, man. You know, a good team, a, a great test for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm I'm jacked up. I'm I'm ready for some actual football because up to this point, we have not really seen real football from the Patriots. No, we've seen three series. From the Patriots starters. Hasn't really. been enough. No, it hasn't. So we're going to get a real, real look at him here. So I think, you know, the biggest storyline right off the bat is how is Mac Jones going to look in Bill O'Brien's offense? What do you think? I mean, honestly, there's there's no sugarcoating it. It's make or break for Mac Jones. There is no player on this roster who has more pressure than Mac Jones, right? You have a successful season. We know it's coming. $20 million guaranteed in the fifth year option for Mac. If he fails... Honestly, his his life as a starting NFL quarterback might be over. It's all riding on this. And his first matchup is against the Philadelphia Eagles, who had 70, man, 70 sacks last year, a team record, led the NFL. Like, it's it's a hard matchup for Mac. But you know what, man? As they, as they say, if you're going to be the Patriots franchise quarterback, you have to be good teams, right? You can't just beat up on, you know, the whatever, the, the former Buffalo Bills of the world, and now on the Patriots' schedule, there's not many of them. This this schedule to start, you have a – it's just full of killers. It's really, really good team. So it's like, yeah, Mac Jones, if you are better, if you're improved, if you want to show, hey, it wasn't me, it was Matt Patricia, go do it against the Eagles. So, yeah, a lot riding on this. And one point you made that I really liked is that in this being a make-or-break year, you know, if it doesn't go well – things aren't going to get better from here for Mac Jones, where you end up kind of on the Sam Darnold route, right? Like you might get another starting opportunity somewhere, but it's going to be like Carolina. And now, you know, you're back up at San Fran. You're just kind of on that carousel. If it doesn't go well after that, there aren't really a ton of cases where guys get a second chance and it's a good one. You know, usually it's teams that are rolling the dice and just trying to tread water or anything like that. So this is absolutely a make or break year. 
And I mean, what a, what a test right out the shoot, though. <laughs> this Eagles defense, you know, they're a Super Bowl team for a reason last year. They had four players with double digit sacks. Now they lost one of them. Uh, Javon Hargrave signed with the 49ers, but then they draft Jalen Carter ninth overall. It almost seems unfair. You lose in the Super Bowl and then you have the ninth overall pick and you get the best defensive line prospect in the draft. I mean, this this is a very, very good defense, man. And I, I got to be honest, if I am. Bill O'Brien, if I'm Bill Belichick, the thing I'm most worried about is is that defensive line versus your offensive line. I mean, as we talked in our first podcast, the biggest storyline right now for the Patriots, other than Mac Jones, is how is this offensive line going to protect them? You know, what what are they going to do at right tackle? We have three projected starters who have been injured. I mean, have been injured and limited this week. I mean, it. It has me nervous just to see what this group can do, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch for one of the teams. It might be the Eagles. Yeah, and continuity is such a key to an offensive line all the time, right? Like you want to eventually find your five guys and get rolling. Where when you look at this matchup, there might be three spots where Patriots have starters that are rotating throughout the game. You know, you could conceivably see seven or eight linemen just getting in the mix right now. Because I don't know how game ready a lot of these guys are. When you have Mike Onwenu, who was on Pup for such a long time, and he comes back late, is he ready for game action? Cole Strange is nursing a knee injury. He's looked really limited when we've seen him at practice this week. Is he even going to play, let alone is he ready? And then Calvin Anderson, who you know might have had the most serious layoff of anyone in this group on the non-football illness group, you know he comes back in two two weeks ago now. Yeah, that's not a lot of time to get into football shape, especially with a long layoff. And, and at right tackle, the, the biggest question mark, other than the injuries you just stated, is right tackle because we actually don't know who the starter is. It it could be Calvin Anderson, who, like you said, started the offseason on the non-football illness list. He made his way back to the practice field, but he didn't play in a preseason game. He's had he missed 18 training camp practices, which, guys, that was in the entire training camp. So you're talking about him or someone named City So who was a fourth-round pick who played guard at Eastern Michigan. It's not ideal. It's not ideal at all. And I'll be honest, I'm actually expecting City So to play somewhat because even if Calvin Anderson does does start, he's not going to play a full game. But I think you could see two rookies starting. I would be surprised if both Michael Wenu and Cole Strange started or played all of this game. I think at Tony Moffey, who was what, your fifth-round pick, could play some serious snaps at guard. So again, you you might have two newcomers playing for the Patriots on the offensive line against a team that had 70 sacks, which is a ridiculous number. To put it in perspective, the number two team in the league last year had 55 sacks. I mean, just the Eagles have a ridiculous front, and this is a ridiculous hard matchup for the Patriots' banged-up offensive line. And it's crazy to think that the last time City So played, started a game at tackle, like a competitive game at any level, was 2018 when the Patriots were still a Super Bowl team with Tom Brady. Like, that's how far it's been. And that was him playing at Eastern Michigan. Imagine if you're the Eastern Michigan coach and you started City So at guard, and then you see that Bill Belichick moves him to tackle. You would all think, <laughs> like, did I make a mistake here? Yeah. Did I have an NFL tackle on my roster? I mean, let's be honest. If the Patriots have found a future starting tackle in the fourth round who played guard at Eastern Michigan, it's going to be a great story. But for now, until it's proven, I think that's the biggest concern for me. Chris, it's not the only concern, right? I mean, the Eagles, we haven't even talked about the Eagles offense, and and they're absolutely loaded. I mean, here at Gillette this week, there's been a lot of talk about Jalen Hurts. You know what? I haven't heard any talk about A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. I mean, they... Dallas Goddard, 
we were talking about this before the pod started. If you took the Patriots offensive like skill players who actually starts for the Eagles, I'd give them Ramondre Stevenson and maybe the third receiver, right? You, like you could say, all right, yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster or Kendrick Bourne could start as the third receiver behind like Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. But man, this this Eagles offense, like to pair it with their pass rush, it's really, really impressive. And just looking over what they did last year, you get a sense of why people see them as a Super Bowl favorite. Absolutely. And like we did gloss over Jalen Hurts there. Until I see the Patriots start, stop a quarterback with Hurts' skill set, I'm not going to believe it. You know, seeing is going to be believing where the mobile guys have given them headaches for such a long time now that at some point they're just going to have to do it. And it hasn't happened yet. Right. I mean, last year he, you know, Jalen Hurts is a great story. As everyone knows, gets benched at Alabama. He transfers to Oklahoma. He's a second round pick. And people were like, why would you draft Jalen Hurts when you had Carson Wentz, which in hindsight is hilarious. I mean, honestly shows you, if you're an NFL team, you should always draft a quarterback. It, it doesn't matter who you have in there. Just keep drafting them. So Hertz comes in, and three years three years later, he, you know, the Eagles look like absolute geniuses. He had second-team All-Pro last year, Pro Bowler. He ran for over 500 yards, a couple of rushing touchdowns. He threw 22 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Jalen Hurts doesn't turn the ball over a lot. But the guys he's throwing to, man, I'm, I'm jealous, honestly. Like, he gets to throw to A.J. Brown, who, I'm sorry, Patriots fans, should have been drafted right? Instead of Nikhil Harry. Yep. And then Devonta Smith, who played at Alabama and was just phenomenal. I mean, I'd say realistically, he has two number one receivers. So you look at the Patriots defense and another storyline for us that's been continuous is, hey, the Patriots defense is going to be a top unit. They could be top five. It's like, all right, if you're going to be a top five unit, then go shut down one of the top offenses, right? Because you can't be the top defense in the NFL if you can't stop a good offense. Right. You have a golden opportunity in front of you, right? You can prove week one that you're for real. A lot of eyes are going to be on this game for a lot of different reasons. But you have this chance. Do it. Like, it's on right. you, right? You're going to have to put it all together. And, and, and with week one stuff, what I love about it is, I know Bill Belichick always says, you know, you don't really know what's going on with each team until post week four because teams really work through things. But for uh, for us and everyone watching, we don't know how the Patriots are honestly going to look just because training camp again, it's just, it's a little appetizer. We don't know how Christian Gonzalez is going to look at outside cornerback. And you know what? He's going to have a great matchup, whether you put him on Devontae Smith or AJ Brown. We don't know if the Patriots are going to have one of the best pass rushes again until we see them go against someone like Jalen Hurts. And with the Eagles, as great as we think they're going to be, you don't really know. I mean, it's really hard right. to get back to the Super Bowl, especially after you lost one. But man, I'm I'm really excited for this matchup. It, it's going to teach us a lot about the Patriots on both sides of the ball. Is the offensive line, you know, good? How how does Bill O'Brien's offensive scheme change Mac Jones in this group? And is the Patriots' defense for real? I, I mean, it's it's a hard matchup, but I think it's going to give us some answers. In the preseason, it's definitely an appetizer, but it's not even like a real good filling appetizer. It's kind of like a shrimp cocktail, you know, where you get you is. a few yeah. bites there. You know what it's going to be. It's consistent. You know, it's never going to be high ceiling or low. It's just like, all right, you know, it was there. I had it now. Like I didn't, I didn't really get anything from it. And also think about like the outlook on the Patriots will change depending on what happens on Sunday, right? Because going into this, people are very mixed on Mac Jones. People are high on the Patriots defense. I mean, a solid showing from Mac Jones and the offense out of the gate, it'll give others confidence. It'll give the team confidence. 
But conversely, a bad showing from the offensive line or Mac Jones is going to make people sort of concerned. Maybe we hear some boo birds out there at Gillette Stadium. And same thing with the Patriots defense. If they go out there and get blown out by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, I I mean, it'll be very, very pessimistic, you know, I'd say around this team. Right. And they need to be ready to go. We touched on it briefly in the first episode, but they can't take this like, well, the first month, you know, you're really just learning approach anymore. Their first four games are brutal. Like they, it's a really tough schedule right out of the shoot. You go Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys. You know, those are four teams that could be projected as playoff teams. I think a lot of people expect them to be playoff teams. You really have to like you, you can't fall into a 0-4 hole right off the start and be like, well, now we know what our team is. It's like, yeah, you will know what your team is right now. And it's not going anywhere. And, and an interesting thing, too, about an NFL season and anyone who's listening, I'll say this: say the Patriots do lose to the Eagles. I don't think the sky is falling. And one of my favorite memories of covering this team was my first year in 2014. The Patriots lost to the Miami Dolphins. And people were very concerned, right? Because it was, oh, man, the Patriots are supposed to be this. They're supposed to be that. They're supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. And four weeks into the season, like Tom Brady got removed from a game. They got blown out against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Pats are two and two. The sky is falling. You know, we had a certain reporter, I'm not going to name his name, Mike Giardi, asked Bill Belichick if Jimmy Garoppolo should be the quarterback. And Bill, um, he said some words I'm not sure I can even say on the podcast. But what a great lesson for me as a young reporter that year is that things change very quickly in the NFL. So we have to see how the Patriots can weather the storm that is the Philadelphia Eagles and how they can get through these next four weeks. Because what they do after that ultimately will, you know, will be the story of this team. The one caveat with that is that you had Tom Brady at quarterback, so you could weather weather that storm a little bit more. You know, funny, funny you should say that, Chris, because Tom Brady is going to be here. This I hadn't weekend, heard that. I hadn't heard that anywhere. Yeah, as as we've been here down at Gillette Stadium all week, as you know, that's that's our job. Uh, people have been talking about Tom Brady a lot. You know, the expectation is we're going to see a special halftime ceremony. Um, I imagine he'll say some words. I do know they're going to put do a highlight video yep. of him. I, I heard about that. It it'll be really fun to see what the Patriots have in store for Tom Brady. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's going to give, I think it's going to give fans mixed reactions for two reasons. One, you're going to be very happy. You're seeing the greatest quarterback of all time come back. However, after halftime, you do have to see Mac Jones and the Patriots play, which will be a stark reminder that the Brady era is over. (laughs) So do you think the Brady stuff is going to be a distraction for this team? Because they've gotten a billion questions about it this week. And honestly, most of them seem happy enough to talk about Tom where now that he's retired, I feel like a lot of like the guards are down and they can talk about Tom like he's a normal person again. You know, it's not like he's with the Buccaneers and, you know, they're trying to move on from him and into this next era. Like we're firmly into the next era now and they seem a lot more at ease with it. But do you think this is going to be a distraction at all? You know, I, I don't. Um, one, because the Patriots won't see Tom Brady at halftime. They'll be in the locker room. Um, I, they will see him pregame. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Tom Brady is the guy who like opens the locker room door and they pan to him on the big new Jumbotron and people go crazy. But you know, there, there are eight players on the active roster who actually played with Tom Brady. Uh, I'm sure they'll be thrilled to see them. But for someone like Mac Jones, I mean, let's be real. His rookie season, he played against Tom Brady in Gillette Stadium. That was an awesome game. I thought Mac handled himself really well in yeah. that close loss to the Buccaneers. So I don't, I don't think it'll be a distraction. I, I think it just could ultimately serve as a reminder of how good we all had it here in New England for 20 years with Tom Brady and um, how difficult that might be to ever happen again. 
Did you have a favorite memory of covering Tom? Dude, so Tom Brady, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of players about this this week. And, you know, for everyone who reads MassLive.com, check it out. It'll be up on our website on Friday. Tom Brady comes across like a normal man. I used to tell my friends this. It's like talking to your nice neighbor. I can remember my first year covering the team, 2014. I walk up to him in the locker room and I, I want to introduce myself. You know, hi, I'm Mark Daniels. I cover the team. It's great to meet you. And I want to shake his hand. The problem was he was holding two Gatorade bottles in his hand and he starts to fumble. So instead of shaking my hand, he extended a pinky, which I gladly accepted. So I shook <laughs> Tom Brady's pinky for the first time meeting him. I was very embarrassed about that. But then I, and Mike Giardi, bring up his name again, made fun of me in the locker room. But I said, you know what, Mike? There's a lot of people out there who'd be very, very jealous of my pinky shake. And then my second story would is kind of similar. We're, at this point, we're leaving for practice. It's snowing out. And the PR staff sort of takes us through the stadium to avoid an out, outside walk because of all the snow. And I open the door and I almost immediately bump into Tom Brady because the Patriots are walking through this tunnel inside Gillette Stadium that goes out to the practice fields. And I'm like, oh, hey, Tom, how's it going? You know, nice weather today. And he's like, oh, I'm excited. It's football weather. And I was like, so do you have like, special gloves? Because it's freezing out. It's snowing. And he goes, yeah. And he, he holds them up and then he drops an expletive. And he's like, oh, bleep. I took out two left-handed gloves and he just starts laughing and, and Tom Brady's laughing. So I'm laughing. He's like, looks like I'm going to wear one backwards, like all kind of goofy. And he like puts it on and like runs ahead. And I'm like, it's such a random, like such a <laughs> random way to like bump into Tom Brady. But like when I think of him, other than like the fact that I got to cover Super Bowl teams, I think of stuff like that because it reminded me that one Tom Brady was a human being, but also he, he is pretty nice and he does come across or for me, at least he came across as a normal human anytime I interacted with him. And I think for someone who is the goat, the greatest of all time, man, it, it, that says everything. How about you? So I started covering the team like halfway through the 2019 season. <laughs> um, things, I mean, if you're looking for a kind of an angel of death here, things haven't been so hot since I joined the beat. They were actually eight. No finished that year, four and five, the rest of the way lost the playoff game to the Titans. Chris, and Chris Mason is the jinx. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom wasn't thrilled with the way a lot of those things were going, but you know, one day he did hold the door for me when I was walking by and I was like, Oh, nice guy. So Unfortunately, I don't have a great uh, a great Tom Brady story. There are no two left gloves or anything like that. But you know what, though, a lot of people would be jealous that Tom Brady held the door for you. It was nice. I was like, right? oh, okay, regular dude, I guess. So, so you know that that brings us back ultimately to the game, right? Like, yeah. like what what are what do we think is going to happen, and what do you think is going to happen? What's what's your prediction here? I got Eagles twenty four, Patriots nineteen. Uh, I think they're both offenses are actually going to start quicker than we expect them to. Um, because none of the Eagles played in the preseason. The Patriots played three seasons, three series in the preseason. So I think that they're not going to like know each other super well out the shoot. Having said that, I think around halftime, probably a little before that, even the defenses are going to adjust and then they're going to be significantly better. They're going to control the game from there. But I, I do think the Eagles are just going to make a couple more plays. You know, I, I think the Patriots will hang tough, like a five point loss to the defending NFC champion won't be anything to hang your hat on or hang your head about. But um, ultimately, I think I think the Eagles win this game. So, guys, we, we didn't plan this, but great minds do think alike, because my prediction is the Eagles will win by a score of 24 to 20. So I think the Patriots will score one more point than, than Chris does. And you're, uh, you're being kinder to the rookie kicker there. I figured he missed <laughs> an extra point. So my my this is what I predict will, will happen. I, I think the Patriots will play well 
they'll lose, but it'll be close. And, and I think a close loss to the defending, you know, whatever Super Bowl champion losers or NFC conference champions, I do think it'll give the Patriots some life. I think it'll give people some relative optimism because I, I do think despite them having issues on the offensive line, I think Mac Jones will be better. I think that's because of Bill O'Brien. I think the offense will be better because of Bill O'Brien. And I think your defense will still be tough. I think the Eagles by far have a better roster than the yep. Patriots. It's it's not close if you look at it. I mean, a lot of things would have to go right for the Pats to win, like crazy turnovers, like a punt return for a touchdown, stuff like that. I think the Patriots play well. They lose by four points. And then we see how they hold up against, you know, the Dolphins, the Jets and the Cowboys. But I'm looking forward to this. You know, week one, there's always a lot of uncertainty. You know, like Chris yeah. said, we we saw what nine plays or three series, a couple series for the Patriots starting offense this summer. You know, it's just say be prepared for the unexpected. And that could actually play into the Patriots hands. Yeah. And so ultimately, I think we have them both coming out of here with essentially a moral victory, which one I don't know if it started with talk radio, but around here, it's like. There are no moral victories like there absolutely are. What when did this turn into a thing where it's like week one, you hang with the defending NFC champs who were a couple plays away from winning a Super Bowl. You should feel good about yourselves. And then you build some momentum from there. So I think we're on the same page. Absolutely. And that's the key for the Patriots is to try to build some momentum in the first four weeks. If you can get out of these four weeks, honestly, winning one or two games, I, you know, it's salvageable. What you don't want to happen is to get blown out week one. Tom Brady comes and people are cheering for him and booing for the actual team. And then things just, you know, sort of snowball from there. That's the worst case scenario. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it definitely should be a fun one. man, I can't wait for some real football to be back. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Episode two in the books and uh, look forward to hearing from you.